Hey guys, Charlie Savala here, and that's the final whistle. Welcome back to the final whistle brought to you by the Rugby Connection podcast. Well, we're starting 2023 with a bang. We're in my boyhood club. Apparently is a cross-code player as well, but we'll get into that in a little bit. One of the fastest rising stars in the URC, Charlie Savala. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. How are you getting on, mate? Good, Murray. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. First podcast of 2022. So, yeah, super excited to be on. Yeah, like I said, yeah, you're our first guest of 23. So, we're getting off. 22. Jesus Christ. 23. We're in now. Sorry, that's my bad. 23, yeah. 2023. <laughs> Good start. I know, it's still early, though. So, we'll let you off with it. <laughs> no worries. Um, first question we ask all our guests um, just to get the ball rolling. What actually got you into rugby? Uh, rugby. Um, let me cast my eye back. My old man had a background, he played football. So um, I remember my first sort of taste of rugby was when I was probably about three or four. Um, I was actually playing football and I was I was no good with, with the ball at my feet and I was I was putting goals from a young age. So I remember them kicking the ball and I remember just getting the ball and picking it up and I remember just running the ball. I think it was like length of the field and then my old man after turned around and he just, he just looked at me like he said, oh, I, don't think, I don't think rugby's for you, mate. Um, so then from that day on, he, he took me down to my local club, uh, the Coogee Dolphins, and I, I played uh, rugby league since I was young. And then I sort of drip fed my way into playing a bit of AFL. Um, also played rugby union all through my childhood as well, and then ended up going to a rugby union school. So my early taste of rugby was actually, I, I had a little bit of a background playing football, but I wasn't any good. And my dad took me over to rugby, so it's probably the best decision he's made. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, you just mentioned rugby league there. Was it difficult to switch codes or did you find it like a natural progression? Uh, I get asked this a lot, mate, to be honest. And I'm actually quite grateful that that has been my background. I obviously played union at a quite high level through the schoolboy um, age groups. But like some of the stuff in terms of like the transition, there's obviously bits of the game which people talk about structurally that are different but I find that pretty much the fundamentals of my game and, and the basics of my game is is quite a good um, balance to have coming across because I feel a lot of the skills are transferable and I've found for myself like you're learning every day but at the same time like skills that I've been taught prior to moving over have also been beneficial for me there's obviously things that that you can work on and things that you need to improve on but I'd say it's been it's been quite a, a cool change to be honest because I've really enjoyed the different aspect of I'm looking at as rugby compared to rugby league, but I'd say it always has been my sort of sport I played growing up, but I've really enjoyed the, the transfer, you could say. Fair enough. I was just about to ask, is there any similarities, but you've kind of just covered that. So. In, in terms of like, in terms of similarities with like, actually the game-wise, like I find like the way rugby's going and they're wanting to speed up the game and bring in these rules, which is going to make a lot more ball in play, which is, which is obviously great for myself being a ball player. But like in terms of like, the ability that rugby league has is like just being able to constantly play and constantly play at the line, which is, I find is like, has been obviously a strength of mine, but like, I feel that's something that I really enjoy and that's something hopefully the game can sort of evolve towards. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love a very, partially why I love watching you boys play because I love the high tempo. I don't like slowing it down. I'm off. I'm surprised I don't like league actually, because that's very high tempo, but I'm not the biggest league fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, it's interesting you say that because we always like we talk about it every day. Like we want to play a good brand of rugby and something that we can put on the pitch that that fans enjoy coming to watch. So it's quite nice to hear that. Oh, my, like, I'm there every. You've seen me at the ground a couple of times now, so it's just like 
it's like, almost like a whiff of fresh air when you see a team wanting to play with ball in hand and not just play territory and kick for the stick. Because we always usually tend to go for the corner instead of the sticks, yeah. which is another thing I love to see. Yeah, like it, it is obviously hard. You've got the AstroTurf pitch when we play at home and you know yourself, the weather can be not the best at times and, and the wind sometimes when it's strong. But we always have that mindset. We can always attack first, and if we need to, um, if we need to like, modify that as the game goes on, we can modify that. But I think, yeah, it's our mindset is always to play first. I love that. I love that. What actually drew you to Edinburgh in the first place when you were? Um, so when I the the sort of like transition came over, I spoke about it a couple of times, but I um, ended up getting picked up when I was just playing locally back home um, for my local club, and when I came over, I had the I don't know if I had the choice, but it was either obviously Glasgow or to come to Edinburgh. So, like my my both my uncles went to uni in Edinburgh. My dad, obviously being Scottish, he, he talked very highly of Edinburgh as a place. So, when I found out that it was Edinburgh I was coming to, and, and the beautiful city it is, and I've got to know so well now, um, it was it was so exciting. Um, obviously the time of year that I came was around this time of year, so it was a bit of a shock in the in the terms of like the weather and um, the lifestyle. But in terms of it as a city, now uh, you. It's a beautiful place and I love living here. Nice, I love that. Um, we've actually got some fan questions coming in as well now. So, um, Michael Renwick's actually asked, what's your favourite part of playing for Edinburgh Rugby? Susan Burrell's um, also kind of asked the same question. It's kind of along the same lines of like favourite memory, Edinburgh, favourite thing about the city, kind of the same thing. So, Yeah, I'll, I'll answer the first one. Um, Everything about Edinburgh as a as a rugby club, like I just love like for myself, obviously being from another country, I just love the fact that we can play for our city and for Edinburgh, which is my home now. And and week in, week out, we can travel to these these places and play against teams and sort of do our city proud. Like I'm super excited for the weekend to go and travel and play in France and hopefully get the win over there and the opportunities playing rugby in the UK for myself. It's amazing to be able to travel to places and play in different countries and represent the city that is my home now is awesome. So I really, really enjoy the thought of that. Um, in terms of Edinburgh memories and Edinburgh as a place, um, I'd probably have to say my most recent memory that sticks in my mind would be, I didn't get many minutes, but coming off the bench in the 1872 Cup, just at home a couple of weeks ago, despite the result, like the atmosphere playing at Murrayfield with a, with a, with a good crowd behind you was, was such a buzz. And it's something that, when I first moved over, it was always a dream of mine, like walking into to Murrayfield as it is empty, you still get that buzz of wanting to play there and to be actually be able to fulfil that with a, with a good crowd, despite not getting the result, was um, was something I remember for a long time. I love that. I mean, everyone says that Murrayfield's special, but I always like hearing that, that the players always it think it's special as well. So It is, it is. Like, I played at a few, never really played at a stadium the size of Murrayfield, but you played at a few grounds and I don't know what it is but you just get that buzz and you know when you come and watch the Six Nations and you watch the Autumn Nations the noise that the, the crowd makes and the, and the bagpipes and all the things that go with it um, but to actually be able to play there and sort of have that atmosphere was, was something I obviously remember for a long time Oh absolutely, I mean I'm going to try and catch you off guard here have, have you had any discussions about the upcoming Six Nations? Because uh, to be I haven't Yeah I mean obviously I don't know there's there's a few injuries in the back three, so like you never know what can happen, mate. I'm quite a cliche answer, but I'm I'm just really enjoying my football playing with Edinburgh at the moment, mate. And and like I'm not looking too far ahead. I just want to do what I can do 
for the team and, and what we can do, something like we did last year, build upon that. That's what we talk about every week is just building upon what we did last year and trying to make this season as special as we can. Um, hopefully, obviously, with with representative honours, if you're playing well and you're, you're doing the best for the team, that that will come. But I'm just really, really focused on doing my best my best job for Edinburgh and, and being a part of such a special squad. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I like the grounding, but we're, we're going to stop making you humble because it's have to get that ego out. Kirsty <laughs> um, Cooper has asked a question on behalf of her 11-year-old son, Xander. He's asked, do you enjoy playing fly half and is there any other positions you can play? Firstly, yes. I love playing fly half. Um, position where you probably get your hands on the ball the most. Um, you're bossing forward about, which I enjoy. Um, but yeah, I love. I obviously love fly half. It's an attacking position. Obviously, loving to play ball in hand is, is something that I can do when you're at fly half. Um, actually, growing up, I played a bit of centre. I played inside and I played a bit of fifteen through my schoolboy career. It wasn't until I was, I think I was about sixteen, mate, when my best friend actually at school he played ten, I played twelve, and he did his ACL in the last couple of years of school. So I ended up moving from, sorry, from twelve to ten and played my last couple of schoolboy games at 10 and I really enjoyed it and then finishing school and then coming over here I've obviously built upon that massively but I played yeah I would say center was probably the position I played quite a lot going through my school years oh nice so we could get Blair and then you at 12 as well one day mate hopefully there you go see you heard it there first never, never said ever and um, we've got another fan question and from Chelsea Douglas this time she's asked your favorite thing about moving to Scotland and did you find it difficult moving such like well halfway around the world essentially yeah I'll answer the second part of that question first moving like was like I didn't see it at the time but I actually I struggled with it quite a lot uh, quite a lot being away I think I was 19 when I left so sort of growing up um, a very sort of different lifestyle coming over here and it was it was obviously COVID so everyone struggled through that period but coming over here by yourself and not really knowing what you're in for um, it was obviously a challenging period. And I think it's something that I look back on now that I'm so grateful for, for going through that um, time because being able to look back on that now, like it was such a, such a different part of my life to be where I'm now playing for this club and, and doing something which is special. I, I'm really grateful for that. And um, what was the first part of the question? Was it mate? Sorry. It was uh, just your favorite part. Favorite thing about Scotland moving to, about moving to Scotland. Um, I just have to say the change, the change of culture, mate. Like, in terms of like Edinburgh as a city, like the old buildings and and the castle and beautiful things like that, which I don't really get back home. I, I live by the beach, so that's all, all we sort of see. But like to come and see the history of of the city and all the things that have gone before us. Like I remember having my family over last year, and we went and did all the tours and all the the touristy things that Edinburgh has to offer. And it's actually really special to see um, the history of the city, which I now call home. I love that. It's, I'm loving everything. You're just giving all good answers, Charlie. There's nothing catching me off guard. You can hit me with anything, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm easy. I've got, I've got some to catch you off guard. Don't you worry. <laughs> Cam, one of our co-hosts, has asked, who is the strongest in the gym out of the whole mm. squad? Now, we've all kind of had some theories about it. Right. If you're looking... So we obviously backs and falls don't gym together, so... If you're looking at it from purely a forwards point of view, I'd probably I don't actually know who's actually the strongest, but from seeing the numbers, I'd probably have to think it's Skewy, which you can probably imagine. 
Um, But from the backs, like, it's quite a weird one, but like pound for pound, Benny Velicott has to be the strongest. Like, he packs a punch for his weight. Um, We do, like, we do a lot of like, our SNC coach, Mark Robertson, is big on like competition. So a lot of our weight sessions are sort of molded into competition style things, which I really enjoy. And he sort of splits it into like weight categories to make it fair. And Benny Velicott always wins punching above his weight. So he'd probably be the strongest back pound for pound. Um, but amongst the forwards, I think you can pretty much guess who's the strongest forward would be Skiri. See, we all we all kind of chucked our own names on it. And so but to be honest, I've never seen VP uh, WP lift lift weights because he's obviously he's been around the box for a while, but I can imagine back in his day he would have shifted since him that man looks real strong. I might have to ask him that one. We'll, we'll find that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on the front of answer because we all, so Cam said uh, Shuey, yeah. Gemma said Sam Skinner because she's from Exeter, so it was a bit biased. That's cool. I chucked in Jamie Ritchie because I feel like Jamie can pack a punch as well. I feel like it doesn't come like you don't see it, but yeah, and you... and I think purely from <laughs> purely from <laughs> like a size wise, Scooey is just huge. So maybe that, but like. I don't know. We might have to do that. We might have to get like a strongest man competition or something. Yes, Edinburgh's strongest player. There you go. I'm surprised you picked Ben. I thought I thought the definitive back would have been Dewey. I thought it would have been Duhan. Oh, I forgot about Dewey. He would hate me for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dewey, 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 Dewey would definitely be the strongest. I totally forgot. Yeah, Dewey. But Benny, Benny for his for his size would would be pound for pound the strongest. There you go. There we go. I can't believe you forgot Duhan. He's he's a man. He's, he's huge. <laughs> um, Gemma was also asked a question as well. Who is your uh, biggest inspiration? Uh, I'll do two. I'll do my biggest inspiration off the field is is my mum. My mum, like I'm, I'm so grateful to come from such a privileged uh, childhood, and my mum has been such a special part of my rugby journey and. And my journey off the field, she's like a really strong character. And anytime I'm struggling, like most of us, we'll always always talk to our, our parents. But my mum's always been a um a driving factor, as long as well as my dad and my brothers and siblings. But one that sticks out being away from her is is probably my mum. Um and then on the field, someone I grew up watching, just probably Quade Cooper, mate. I love the way that 2011 era with the the Queensland Reds he was such a such an inspira- uh, inspirational player to watch and their, their team and I loved what he did on the pitch and I love watching him play that's a solid answer I'm just glad you don't kick like Quaid I love Quaid but that stupid twist that doesn't yeah, look comfortable when yeah no I think he's got rid of that now I remember watching him when he was when he was younger he did the whole the whole broom sort of set up but I'm not too sure I haven't seen him watch him recently I think he's in Japan now, isn't he? I think. I think, yeah, he's at the same club. Uh, Benny Toulis, who was at Edinburgh, they're at the same sort of club now. I think it's the Kanetsu Liners, I think they are. Um, plays in Japan, so. The, cool. the combination nobody knew they wanted, but we all deserve, is Ben Toulis and Quinn <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Who's your dream... We'll, we'll go for scrum half, because you're at 10. Who's your dream scrum half partner? So... Past and present, you can pick. Cool. Um, partner. Probably have to say, obviously, watching Loving the Reds when I was younger, probably have to say Will Genia. Um, 
as a pass player, I just loved watching him play. He looked like he was just great to play with. And I see all the boys who have actually played against him said he was was a bit of a nightmare to play against on the pitch. But as as an attacking threat, I, I love when, when he was playing, he was running with the ball in the end. It looked like it would be other 10 lovely to play behind. Um, the current number nine, um, probably simple answer, be Aaron Smith. He's, he's just, just amazing. Um to watch play and he's, he's got an unbelievable pass so I love the way he looks at the game and he looks like he's a real attacking threat when he runs with the ball so that'd be two players that I'd love to play with Solid answers both magic with the ball in hand and just make things look easy so it's like everyone around them looks even better just because how easy they're making it Yeah exactly and it looks like especially as a 10 like when your number nine's taking a bit of weight off your off you by just getting the forwards going forward it's always nicer to play off so I think those both those players do that really well I think that's why like the running joke in, on the pod is that like Romain and Tomac has like the easiest job in the world because you've got the pod just the point yeah <laughs> um, it's a dream it is uh, absolutely is um, have you got any advice for I know you're quite young and still starting off in your career but have you got any advice for youngsters coming through or wanting to make that big move worldwide or uh, anything like that? Um, that's a good question, mate. I think one bit of advice that sticks to my head is my schoolboy coach, Brian Smith, who I was lucky enough to be coached under. He was the, I think it was the England's backs coach and he coached at London Irish. His bit of advice for me was when I was, I was going through a period when I was about 16, 17, 18, where they just had a, a crappy run of injuries, which everyone sort of goes through playing rugby. That'd be my first bit of advice. Just don't, don't go away from that if you if you're having a, a tough time with injuries or or anything along those lines. Like just stick at it if it's something you really want to do. Um, continue to stick at it long term. But one bit of advice that stuck with me, which Brian said, he said when you first go out of school, try and get yourself in an environment full time, no matter what that is, or, or do something full time if it's if it is only for a year or for six months or or two years and, and it doesn't work. You can always look back and and say like I, I really gave it everything I had for those those period of time. Um, so that was that one bit of advice that stuck with me when I was sort of going through a little run of injuries and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was working a couple of jobs and doing my training in the afternoons and pretty much half the reason that I took up this opportunity was to know that I was going full-time playing in Europe with, with some of the best players in the world and training with people who are going to make you better every day was, um, was pretty much my main reason for advice. So I definitely stay try, try number one. Um, if you're having any any tough time with injuries or selection or anything like that, just stick at it. Don't um don't go away from it because that's something I'm really grateful for. I had good people around me when I was when I was having having a, a, a tough time with injuries. Um, and then that second one would be just just to try and give it everything you can got for a period of time, six months or a year, just sort of knuckle down and and really try and give it a go. If you can get yourself in an, in a full time environment, or you can get yourself just try and do everything you can to try and really give it a go. No, I love that and couldn't agree more. And um, we're going to move into something a little bit different now. It's getting to know Charlie as a person. So it's nothing really to do with rugby. It's just all about you. Nice. So what is your go-to Netflix like binge? Like, what do you recommend on Netflix right now? I'm not very good with Netflix. I think me and my girlfriend just recently have started Picky Blinders. Um, oh, nice. Boys, I've watched that loads of times, but I'm really enjoying that. Um, I'm quite basic, mate. I love a lot of reality TV. Too hot to handle all that rubbish I watch. No, just because no. it's just because it's just because it's easy, mate. I, I don't know what I don't know if I have the patience really when 
I usually just get home from training and just put something easy to watch on something something that's just crap to be honest. <laughs> um, do you have any tattoos? Uh, I do. I have one that I'm not very proud of. I got one when I was, I think I was 18. I was drunk. I got something on the back of my arm, which is, yeah, would could get rid of it if I would get rid of it if I could. Sorry. And I've also got one on my on my ankle, which uh, I got before I left, which all my brothers have got. It's just uh, to my mum's Portuguese, so I've just got her her name in Portuguese on the on the inside of my foot. So before I move over. It's quite a nice little touch. What's the, bad, what's the tattoo that you regret? What's the bad? What's the bad one? It's it was just like it's just it's just like lines on the back of my arm. I don't know why I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of my mates have got it, and we got it before when we, when we were drunk one time, and I, I regret that. So <laughs> fair enough. At least I it's not it's visible, just... mate. At least it's not visible. That's the thing you see, boys. They get a terrible tattoo when it's on their on their arm or somewhere where yeah, can't see it. it it's it's covered, so we're alright. Happy days. Um, what's your favorite post match drink or what's your go to post match drink? Um, protein shake is banned in this show. Oh, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm doing dry January at the moment. It would usually be a tenants because we get tenants in the change rooms post game. Um, so I'm doing dry January. That would be my first choice at the minute. Um, but I do love a can of iron brew, mate. A cold can of iron brew. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm cultured. Yeah, no, it's, it's a classic. You've you've gone for two very classic Scottish answers there. So, like, I to be honest, I get what I, you get what we're given in the change rooms, and it is a tenants or or an iron brew. And I'm happy with either. So, all right. So, if, if you're going if you're going out with the boys, then what what's your drink? If, if you get to choose. So there's a, uh, a beer which they serve at the Roseburn where we usually go for a few beers after the game. It's called uh, it's called Neck Oil. It's a it's a I think it's a London beer. I really enjoy nice. enjoy Neck Oil. There you go. Happy days. Throat lubricant, we call it. Throat lubricant. Is that what you just yeah. said? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna test you on something now. You have to tell me who told me this piece of information. Oh god. <laughs> so apparently you get called moth boy oh no <laughs> and who's, give, who's giving you that you apparently you never pay around either so what's going on what's going on with this can I guess first who's put that question in yeah of course um, Adam McBurney it's not Adam McBurney as a forward though I'll, I'll give you that um, Sam Skinner nope God. Jamie Jack? No. No, you were going. You're actually going for going further back. Nick Haining? No, but in that in that area. Pierce Phillips. No. Oh God, give up. Who is it? It was it was actually two people because it kind of both came back with the same answer, which is worrying on your end. Yes, terrible. So, so one was Connor Boyle. Oh no. <laughs> and. Uh, one was uh, Lewin De Bruyne. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, nickname, the nickname originates, we were in South Africa and um, we're playing you know, the game of cards and he said, the loser the loser buys coffees. So I obviously lost. And I was like, right, double or nothing, loser buys coffees and cakes. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, go, I'll go again. So I lost and I bought, I think it was Adam and Pierce, uh, Nick Haney was playing and Sam Skinzo was playing as well. 
So I brought everyone there, coffee and cakes, and Skinzo wasn't there at the time, so I, I didn't get his coffee and cake. And then the last day before we left, we're flying out at about uh, six o'clock. So Skinzo was giving me the chart. Oh, you haven't bought my coffee yet. Um, anyway, went and got him. Went and got him. A, I got him his cake. Didn't get him the coffee because it was it was late at night. So I was like, right, get his cake, Skinzo. Enjoy it for the flight. Anyway, he gave me a look. He said, oh, where's my coffee? And then that's when they started calling him off the moth. And then um, it's just stuck ever since, really. But I hate it. I hate the nickname. <laughs> so, I don't know why I don't want it to, don't want it to stick. It looks like it so what about, what about this never buying around? That's chat. That's complete lies. So, so if we go for a drink, you're 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 on the round. You're on a round. Then. That's fine. More than welcome, Mario. That's fine. First rounds on me. Maybe I'm just better than maybe I'm just better than CB and Lewin. Then CB seven. CB one hundred. Hundred times better. <laughs> I think that's what I want. I remember him telling me what what it was, and I can't uh-huh. remember the reason. I think it was because like you get CR seven, and he was yeah. wanting to be better, so it's CB one hundred. I'm sure that's the reason. Love it, but because they've set you up, you could now mention them. You could say something about them. Well, whenever you got Boiler on the podcast again, let me answer uh, ask a few questions because I've got a few things on him. I mean, we've had we have had Boiler on, so you could just name you could just name and shame him now if you want. Probably nothing I can say on air, to be honest. <laughs> oh God! Fair enough. I will definitely get an answer though. Once we're finished, um, what is your favorite like style of food or food cuisine? Um, I love sushi. Um, do love sushi. No. Not a fan. I don't do anything out of the water, let alone when oh. it's raw. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do love sushi. I mean, it, it can be hit and miss, but um, I, I love sushi. It's the first thing that pops into my mind. To be honest, mate, I'll eat anything. I'm, um. I love all takeaways. Oh, nice. Not, not really um, what, what's your favourite uh, pizza topping? Questionable, but I would have to say ham and pineapple. Um, no, I knew you were going to say that. I knew it because every time we get a Kiwi or an Aussie on the show, they always say pineapple and pizza, and then they double down on it. So I'm going to ask you, do you put pineapple on your, like your hamburger? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a no, but I haven't I haven't had one on it recently. But if I if it was there in like one of those buffet style things where you choose what goes on it, and I was having a burger, I'd put yeah, I'd put pineapple on it. Absolutely shocking. This is, this is, is I don't know. Every every Aussie or or Kiwi we have tells me try it, and I'm like, no, it doesn't sound right. No, it, 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 you gotta give it a go. I'll get, I'll my old man had a weird one. My old man used to used to make his condensed milk on toast. I don't know what you call it over here. Is it carnation milk? Is it? That's oh, what yeah, that's what we had. Like, uh, oh, what's it called? Like the the caramel. I don't know. Sort of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, the cakes and stuff. Oh yeah, you have. Uh, is it fairy bread? Yeah, we have that too. But he puts yeah carnation milk or whatever you call it, condensed milk on toast with butter. It's, oh. it's, it's terrible for you, but it actually tastes brilliant. Oh no! no. <laughs> you got That's another one you got to try. I'm not trying. I will. Tr- I will try a pineapple on a burger over condensed milk on toast any day. <laughs> oh no! What's your? Um, I'm just going off food now because you, <laughs> you put me off food now. Um, what's your favourite song or style of music? 
Um, I love all music, mate, but at the moment I like my um, I do like my techno music when there's there's a time and a place for that. But I like my my chill. There's a guy called Loyal Kana. I like listening to. Um, he's he's quite laid back. It's sort of hip hop style rap stuff. It's it's not too intense. I like that sort of music. Um, yeah, I probably say that usually when I'm just chilling out. I've also, as I said, I like my techno sort of housey sort of music. Um, Blair Kinghorn's got a set of decks which we have a bit of fun about. Oh, nice. I normally get the chance. Um, but yeah, they're my two genres I sort of enjoy listening to. Fair enough. I've actually missed a fan question, but we'll chuck it in now. Uh, Christopher yeah. Boyle asked, do you have any pre-match rituals? I've been asked this a few times. I, I don't, to be honest, I don't really have, I had so many when I was younger. I just like, would have to wear the right undies, I'd have to wear the right socks, I'd have to do all these weird things and then, just as I've got a little bit older and I've and I've sort of know what 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 works right for me, I think there's nothing really in terms of a ritual. I think it's more like what I do before the game, like to prepare myself best. I think I like to usually the day of a game I'll go for a swim. I'm not at the beach in winter. I usually go to the pool. Um, I like to do that. Also like to have eggs for brekkie. Um, nothing too rogue, but I just like to do what in terms for myself what I feel comfortable before the game whatever I'm feeling my best if that's like to do a half an hour stretch or to do a bit of movement in the pool anything along those lines I like to do before a game but in terms of like rituals I don't really have too many oh, fair enough I like the idea of a nice swim before a game I like that it's quite good yeah it is nice when like back home we'd do it a lot, a lot of the boys would do it we'd go we'd call it game day swim we'd go when the weather's a little bit warmer, you'd all go down the beach together, day of a game, and, and have a swim and, and get a coffee. I always found that was quite relaxing before a game. Can't do that here. It's too cold over here for that. <laughs> Saying that, I was just speaking to Damo this morning, and him and Langers have been getting in at Wardy Bay, I think, once a week at the moment. Don't, don't know if I could do that. No, no thanks. They've got these, like, robes, though, that you can wear. So as soon as you get out of the water, you've got the dry robe on so that you're, you're not freezing cold, but still. Oh, nice. Still, no, I still wouldn't do it. Still not worth it. Not for me. No. Um, what's your favourite film? I know you said you you like, like, reality TV, but everyone loves a good film. Film. Shawshank's got to be up there. Oh, classic. Classic. My dad loves Shawshank. Uh, what's the one with the Scottish actor? Is it Law Abiding Citizen? You watch that? Well, but I've heard of it. I know it's I, I know it's highly rated. I can't remember if I've seen it though. Yeah, no, Laura Banning Citizen must be my favourite film. It's, it's Joe Butler's the, the the actor in it. Joe Butler, yeah. Yeah, but no, that's a really good film. I also like um the, other one? the gentleman as well. It's a classic. Oh, so good. I'm I'm so glad somebody's finally mentioned that. The, the gentleman. I've watched it at least five films. times, I reckon. I think it's because I was a big Sons of Anarchy fan as well. So as soon as oh, no. and then I'm like, oh, it's so good and it keeps you guessing when I watch films that you enjoy you just like we'll just go back and watch them time and time again good ones I never really venture into anything new which is quite sad really I know what what films I like and I just watch them if I'm bored I'm kind of I'm kind of the same but I will try my best to watch new films I'm really trying to get my fiance to watch films because she's never seen like any of the Rocky films or Back to the Future classics You've never seen ET, and I'm sitting like, how have you managed to be like this long on on the planet and not watch ET? Hilarious. And if she hears us, I'm I'm dead now. So <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, 
what if you could be any animal in the animal kingdom, what would you be and why? God. Um probably have to say a horse, mate, to be honest. My old man's uh my old man works at the races, so it might be something I've always been been around horses. Um my granddad had a few horses in his time, so I've always been around horses growing up and I'd say it's something in the blood, so maybe a horse. Yeah, fair enough. Top of my head. Yeah, solid, solid answer. I like that. Um, do you have any hobbies away from rugby? Yeah, um, I have. A, I have a few to be honest. I haven't really. I like my golf, but I haven't actually really got into it since I moved over. Something I, I think I'll pick up this summer. Um, my dad plays off about four, and my uncle plays off about two. So whenever I play with them, it's quite tough because I'm just going tree to tree, and they're just up and down the fairways. So. Something I'll have to pick up. I, I like my surfing as well. Obviously, I haven't picked that up over here. Something I could get into on the way from rugby. I've also started getting in again at the moment, just with the weather and winter. A few of the boys have downloaded uh, Fortnite again, which is quite sad, actually, because we're, we're on that one. <laughs> we get any free time at the moment, just all jumping on together. It's a good laugh. Um, but I'd say mainly my other hobbies outside of rugby, yeah, probably surfing. I like my coffee, too. Um, and my cooking as well, something I've got into living away from home as well, my cooking and, and, and coffee drinking. Nice. Uh, so what, if if you were going to cook the boys something, if a few of the lads came around to yours, what would you cook? Funny you say that I invited the boys around on Sunday. Um, I said, oh, yeah, I'll cook, I'll cook for the boys. And then when I had to meet Bernie, he was like, oh, I'm not eating what you cook, mate. You're, you're a terrible cook. Anyway, um, he eats, he eats, but he... Tesco dumplings for dinner, so we can't talk. Um, I'd probably I'd probably cook my go-to, some sort of pasta, um, chicken, Cajun chicken, chorizo, mozzarella, something along those lines, with the fresh basil in there. Nice, I like that. I'll That's me. Good, good thing with that is, mate, you can cook a big bunch and you've got it in the fridge all mm. week, so it's it, it's practical, isn't it? Meal prep, and then, hungry, and then you're just off your back as well, then. Exactly. <laughs> um, if there was going to be a movie about your life who would play Charlie Savala God I might say Hugh Jackman just because I, I've met him a couple of times and I feel like oh nice I, I like him as a guy and, I, and I've yeah I've obviously met him a couple of times he's quite a cool character so I'd love yeah I'd say Hugh I think for like just for likeness, I might just go Austin Butler, who played Elvis. What just like, God. <laughs> without without that without the like the like, if you look at Austin Butler like what he looks like normally, I could maybe. I don't know if he could do an Aussie accent or that. But. Weird story about Hugh Jackman actually. My um, don't know how it happened, but we were we were young um at the time and in my street, a family friend. Don't know the connection, but they ended up knowing Hugh through some sort of family connection. I don't know. And we were at dinner once, and I've got a sausage dog back home. Um, and his son, Oscar, who we ended up becoming quite friendly with, just loved our sausage dog anyway. Hugh was must have been picking uh, his son up from one of the houses near where I stay, and we were all sitting having our um, Sunday dinner. And like a, a knock at the door came and we were like, who the hell is coming and knock on our door at Sunday, six o'clock when we're having dinner? And it was it was Oscar and behind him was it was Hugh Jackman. And my mum was like, what's going on? 
And then he was like, we're here to see the sausage dog. And um, anyway, he ended up, he came around and we, we just, we just, it was in our house for about half an hour. So I said that was an encounter I've had with you, Jacqueline. Bizarre. That's, that's so like naturally cool. Oh, like, it, was, as, it was honestly the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like he was in our house and my mum was offering to make him a cup of tea. He was, he was such a genuine, lovely bloke. So that's what you're just saying. You're just saying they're like, that's Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. And yet, like, so random, but so natural that you couldn't make that up. And no, 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 it was, it was honestly, my, my, um, my brothers always talk about it because. Oscar, he ended up becoming quite friendly with, with my brothers, so we, we saw him a couple of times. We never saw Hugh again, but that one encounter, <clears throat> I remember I remember for a while, that was that was quite cool. That's, no, that's, I like that. That's pretty good. And I like how you've managed to like rope all that in just to have a simple question of who would play you in a film. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. That's so good. Um, your dream vacation. So if you could travel to anywhere in the world and have a nice holiday for We'll give you two weeks because two weeks. Look, to be honest, in the off season, I was just looking where were places I'd, I'd like to go, and I think somewhere I've been before, which I loved, was was Bali. My brother's just got back from there actually lately with his friends. He was there for two weeks. And he loved it. Um, I went there when I was young, and I'd love to go back for two weeks. It's such a beautiful place, and um, you surf there, and the food's lovely. It's just you just got to be careful you don't get Bali belly, which which is almost inevitable to get while you're there. Um, it's like it's just like just like you get I think it's, I don't even know what it is I think it's just the bacteria you get usually from drinking the water or anything to do but you always seem to like no matter how cautious you are with your eating and your drinking that you end up getting barley belly but it usually knocks you out for about a day but if you're there for a couple of weeks it's worth it because it's such a beautiful place and food's, uh, food's brilliant and, it, and it's, it's so nice to be in the beach and just chilling out really great place to go on holiday would recommend I mean, if I could afford it, I'd go. But <laughs> not in the pipeline. It, it is good for me because it's like on my way home. If I was to go home, you know, it's not like yeah, I left the center. But yeah, it, it is a long way to travel, and there are so many beautiful places in Europe, which is again perk of being over here to go on holiday for a similar, similar yeah. idea. Yeah, you can even do like a couple of city breaks or mm. yeah, easy. Exactly. Um, Scotland Cup. Or a title with Edinburgh. Well, only one, only one can happen. So if Edinburgh won, like the URC, you're never capped by Scotland. You're capped by Scotland. Edinburgh never win a title. Nah, that definitely would have to be Edinburgh. Doing the good comp would be special. That's something we talk about almost every day. Is what we can do as a team to to win the championship and championship winning behaviours is something that we talk about a lot. Whether that's off the field or on the field, so. As cool it would be to represent uh, my family and play for Scotland, it would also be like my dream to to now be at Edinburgh and to win a and win a title with them would be something special, definitely. I mean, I say this for Scotland and Edinburgh. If they were to ever win like the URC or the Six Nations, it's getting tattooed on me. Because is it? Yeah, I was kind of not massive, just a little thing. Sorry, I just there we go. Um, where would you get it? I don't know yet. Probably my thighs. I've got quite big thighs, so nothing just too like... too big and visible. I, I don't mind showing off. I've got I've got tattoos. I've got yeah. Cool. 
I can't I can't be bothered standing up, but I've got two on my calves as well. So three on my calves, sorry. Nice. And you'll be but, having a big Edinburgh on them there soon, hopefully. Just a big castle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With like your face as a flag or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, final, final, final question for you, Charlie. Um, one thing you'd like to be remembered for? Uh, to be honest, I just not as a moth, as Boyle would say. Um, <laughs> um, now, one thing I'd like to be remembered for, um, just being a, a good guy, a good person. It's one thing I've, I've been taught before I played rugby like how much it can affect other people around you, just being a nice person to be around, someone that is good fun and someone that you want to spend time with away from rugby. It is obviously such a big part of my life and so many of our lives, but something I definitely want to be remembered for is just being a nice bloke and, and someone who's who's humble, someone who's, who's willing to help. And something that, yeah, that, that I'd love to be remembered for would be just, just a genuine nice bloke and someone to be around who's, who's, who's humble, so... Well, I can I can vouch for that that you're you're a nice bloke and you are very <laughs> humble. I've I've tried my best to to break out an ego, but nothing worked because <laughs> the book is now shut. You've absolutely smashed it, and it, yeah, yeah it's, been an, it's been an absolute blast. Um, just before you go quickly, um, just want to say thank you for taking a picture with Carter the other week, my my little boy, and holding yeah, of him. Of course. I'm actually surprised yeah. he let people hold him because he, he's very weird with stuff like that. But oh, really? Last week against their Bravers, yeah, cool. Everyone can pick me up, and I'm like, you're twisted. This. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, Mark. I really appreciate. It. I love what you're doing. It's 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 really cool to be able to, to be able to come on here and, and chat about my life, and people find find that stuff interesting. Um, well, I'm really, really pleasure to do it. I love what you're doing. So continue to keep up the good work, mate. It's a privilege. Thank you very much. Well, you are you're welcome back anytime. And good luck on Sunday, obviously, because there's actually history in it if we win. Yeah. So I think the last time Mike was saying the last time we played them, I think we won. 2008, was it? 2000, yeah, I've seen it on yeah, social media. It was, uh, you're looking for the first French victory in France since 2008, so since like Mike was playing. Yeah, cool. Let's get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been the final whistle with Charlie Savala, and we will see you next time.